Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Space for Life. And uh, this week we're in the third week, third and final week of our series on my whole life map or my whole life process. And we're going to kind of be tying a nice little ribbon around this process that we've been talking about of understanding where we are right now, identifying our dreams. And now this week, which we're calling my one thing, of what's the next step to begin to move from point A to point B, mm -hmm. our, our dreams. And this is a, it's, for me, it's an incredibly powerful, life-changing process for me, but it's also one that I know people get really, they stumble yeah. on a lot because we typically attach the word goals to this and people including myself have a love-hate relationship with goals and so i want to hopefully free us up mm -hmm. from that a bit uh, well goals are so outcome oriented but i think what this step is about is more about process you know there is a goal in mind but there's it's about like committing to a process am i right yes and no okay. i think there are a lot of different ways of looking at this okay so interestingly enough my one the one thing is you know, a phenomenal book that i read many years ago i need to go back and read it by gary keller so he introduces this concept in a sense um not quite exactly like i'm doing it but this idea of having and identifying the, the one thing that really matters. And I think about it particularly in terms of this is what I like is that for some people, the idea of having one big goal doesn't mm -hmm. work for, for them. They like the idea of having a theme. Well, a theme can yeah. work. Some people say, I, I actually want to work on one habit in my life. So, you know, whether that thing is a goal, a habit, an intention, a process. It's identifying what's going to move me mm -hmm. from where I am towards where I want to go. And for different people, the way they're wired is going to take them to different places. And we will talk about kind of the process because I think process is a really incredible way of talking about it. But the idea behind this is to try to simplify the process of moving forward. Well, and that's hard because aren't we talking about 10 categories here? No, actually. So, yeah, yeah. To, help me understand that. No, we're really looking at having done our 10 categories in Life360 and looked at our dreams across Dreaming360 we're now stepping back and saying out of this whole life picture that we've created, what's the one thing that rises above all of it that's going to move us in the direction of our dreams? So one year, your one thing might be related to the category of experiences okay. because you've seen that's the place that's really holding you back. Or you may say, you know what, I have to take care of this issue of my finances. You know, it's wreaking havoc on my life. This one thing's going to move me forward. 
it may be a process that isn't even defined by one of the categories, what I call a keystone Mm -hmm. thing, keystone habit that if we do this one thing, it's going to impact all the categories. Right. It'll unlock it all. It'll unlock it all. So we're not actually looking at 10 different things, you know, that's going to move each one of the categories because we can't keep track of 10 different things. No way. Yeah. So how did you come up with your one thing? Well, did you have multiple things you had to pick from or was it really clear? Like this is the one thing. Well, I do this every year. Right. So once a year I go through this and this is what, uh, it might encourage people. It might discourage people. I gotta say, I probably spend a couple of months almost at a minimum trying to come up with my one thing. Yeah. So I spend a lot of time thinking about what's working, what's not working in life. Where am I getting stuck? You know, what's the problem that is sabotaging everything else? What's the dream that I really want? So I spend a lot of time reflecting and narrowing down. And, you know, usually I'll have two or three things that are kind of rising above. And then I have to say, okay, out of these, what's the really big thing? What's bigger than the others? And so I go through a real process of discerning what I really want to commit to. So we're in recording this. I don't know when it'll drop, but we're in sort of mid to late October. You've started already. I've been going at it for probably two months already. Oh, so it's like end of August. Yeah. As soon as the weather starts hinting of change, you're thinking, what's going to be my one thing for 2024? Yeah. And and actually, it, it in some ways, it's not even uh, that planned uh, and systematic. You know, what I'm finding is that I'm getting, you know, about halfway through the year and I'm seeing what's working or not working from what I've been working on from last year's one thing and i'm going i'm now seeing kind of the wall i'm running into okay so will you give us some examples of your one things from the last couple years i mean is that something that's relevant yeah or one of them well i'll give you yeah i can probably give you a couple as a result of this podcast probably some people know that 2022 was the year of jubilee okay That was a one thing. (coughs) The year of Jubilee resulted for the year of 2022 because halfway through 2021, this idea that I had of my one thing for 2022, 2021 was listed, the the phrase for it was do less, go deeper. Mm Mm-hmm because I had found myself in 2020 spread way too thin. So what was your 2020? Do you remember that one? I don't remember. That was the year that I came out with Space to Breathe Again. So, but I don't remember specifically. I I could easily go back and think think about it. it. I mean, I think it had something to do about creating margin in your life because that was what that whole book was about. Yeah, it it could have. Okay, so So halfway through 2021, I'm saying do less, go deeper. And I got halfway through the year and went, you're absolutely failing with this. 
what is going on? And so the more I dug into it, the more I realized that I had become so driven by the things going on in my life, the podcast, the writing, the blogging, the coaching, the different things that I couldn't let go. Yeah. And so in a sense, my failure at some of my goals in 2021 caused me to say, you know what? I need a year of Jubilee. Yeah. And so the whole 2022 was the year of Jubilee. And then what was after that? 23. So this year's goal, it's kind of two themes. So the way I'm doing it this year is... I have two goals. One is finish strong. Mm. And that came out of my realization as I was reflecting that I have a tendency to do an 80% job on things, to stop once I get a B plus, Mm -hmm. because most people are satisfied with B Mm pluses. And I realized that was not serving me well Mm -hmm. in all sorts of areas of my life. So I wanted to build the muscle of finishing what I started strong. And so the, it was a theme, finish strong. And then I had four or five particulars that I wanted to commit to finish strong. So it was a theme that stood out strong. And the other one was uh, my second one. I actually had two, which violates Well, you're it. violating I know one I thing. But you know. know what? You have been doing this long enough. Maybe like after 10 years, you're allowed to have two things. That's right. Okay. So my second one was stretch. It was get out of your comfort zone. It's sort of the experience. Yeah. Thing. Jump out of an airplane. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Things like that. And it's so cool because these things have shaped my year. You know, there's a great book called Stretch. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. It's really good. It's just about the whole, how being raised in an environment where you have to stretch and it's not, you're not as resourced. And I think that same muscle applies as we get older. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So those are, you know, some examples. Yeah. But I've had all sorts of examples that are are really crazy. Like one year I realized that I was just running again so fast that my one thing was to create six weeks where I got away. Yeah. Six weeks of empty space, which seemed crazy, but we have a second home. So I was able to do that. And I said, I'm not going to even worry about what I do during it. Yeah. I'm just going to create the space and let it do what it does. Yeah. As a result, I wrote the book Space to Breathe again. Mm. Because once I created that space, all sorts of things rose to the surface. That was one of those keystone things. Mm-hmm. That didn't fit one of the categories. But I knew that I was busier than my heart wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And so I said, this is what I need. So you can tell it's, you know, really different maybe from the way most people think of things. Mm -hmm. But the key is that each one of these has moved the needle in my life of who I want to be. You know, it's not about, uh, you know, actually one year was about reading books. Mm -hmm. You know, I wanted to double the number of books that are read. Well, you know, I, This is reminding me of an exercise I once did that it's similar, but it has like a little bit of a different vibe to it. So the idea is to think about yourself 
at a mo or at your worst version of yourself and think about the best version of yourself and give three words for each one that mm. would describe them like character traits. And so then you take your best version of yourself and you come up with your three words that you just think describe that. And those become almost like your one thing that you take into your life. So for example, let's say, I can't remember three of my words, but two of them were like authentic and lighthearted. So when I go into my day, I have those words in front of me and your version would be like one thing and it would have be more like, it sounds like some of yours had to do with more action. So this has more to do with almost like a vibe of who you are and not as much what you do, but it's still the same idea. And what I've noticed is that like, say if I, my worst version of myself is tends to be like heavy hearted or overthinking and my best version of myself is lighthearted. If I go into a situation that has propensity to be intense or whatever, if I go into it with that word in my mind, it reorients that, that action or that. So it's almost like the tone of your life can change. So, I mean, I don't know, that's a, just well, a layer of, well, that's a, one of the reasons I, I don't want to limit this to saying, you know, you're creating one goal. Yeah. Um, you know, for some people it can be a theme. I think the, the most critical piece to it is the word one, because one, yeah. what we normally do is try to effectively do 10 things. Yeah. And in the very act of trying to do 10 things, we do very few things that are important. And so I find life is going to move along. We're going to do plenty of important things and things that we need to do in a year. So I can let those things take care of themselves. What I need to do is have enough focus and clarity about what's really important that is going to make a difference. Mm -hmm. And if I do over the course of 10 years, 10 really important things, over those years, I will be a changed person. Whereas yeah. my old method of setting goals would have 10 to 20 different things going on and none of them moved the needle. None of them were significant. And I would, could go from year to year with nothing significant having changed. We probably can't even remember all no. the things. Yeah. No, I couldn't, you know. Well, I'm glad that you brought that up. So I, However you do this, having the one thing that you've thought about is really important. And I also think it's important that your one thing is a looking forward positive thing, not a looking back negative thing. And by this, I mean, like, instead of saying, I'm not going to be heavy hearted, it's a, it's like you're fixing your eyes on a version of yourself that is possible that you believe in. You're not focusing backwards. You're not turning backwards on like past failures. Sure. And I think that's super important because we're really drawn to things that we desire, that we hope that we envision could happen. 
And when we're looking back and saying, I, I don't want to be overweight or I don't want to be in debt or I don't, it's like you really have to frame it in the positive and in the pos possible, not just positive, but the possible. Like it feels possible to you. Yeah, I, I think that's an absolutely phenomenal suggestion. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's probably what virtually all of us need to do in things. So there's a lot of room when you think about this as being called the one thing to personalize this according to you know what works for you and what's going to move things. The, the important thing to me is to live intentionally. Mm -hmm. And so part of this one thing that is critical is to identify it as precisely as possible and then be fully committed to mm -hmm. it. It needs to be, in my mind, not just a desire, a wish. It needs to be a strong, committed intention. So the frame of mind that I try to enter into with my one things is I may not get anything else done this year, but my goodness, I'm going to do this. Yeah. I'm going to do this. Yeah. And some of these things are really hard and daunting. They become one things because I failed at them for so long. Yeah. So it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy, which why it has to be one thing and it has to be fully committed to because if it's meaningful, it's going to be hard. It's going to go against the grain of something that has held you back. Mm -hmm. uh, that's hard. That's scary. That's challenging. It may not even be fun. You know, you know, create a budget. I'm going to live for a budget, you know, this year. I mean, it can be all sorts of things, mm -hmm. but the importance of the one thing is that you're completely committed to it. And how often do you revisit it? Like how, and, and not all, not just how often, but how do you revisit? Like, is it written on a post-it note on a mirror? Is it like how, is it in your planner? Yeah. Well, kind of in sync with some of our earlier episodes, it is part of my weekly review. Okay, so every week you're reflecting on how did it go and how am I going to incorporate it into my week? I'm going over these goals, one things, every single week. Mm -hmm. And of course, really going over them takes, you know, a grand one minute mm -hmm. to do. But I'm putting my eyes on it at a minimum once a week. Well, and if you're putting your eyes on it and when you plan your week, it's going to be in your mind as you're doing the things that support that. Yes. One thing. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. So a big part of this is getting in front of you regularly, reviewing it, planning around it. What else? What are a big? What are the other things that are pretty important? Well, I think also what is important. So I think putting your eyes on it very regularly, figuring out how am I going to do it? Am I going to put a post-it note on my mirror? Am I going to have it in my planner? How are you going to make sure that? It doesn't fall by the wayside of New Year's resolutions and mm -hmm. is forgotten two weeks into January. So that's really critical. I think a second one is to identify the loopholes mm -hmm. that are likely to come up as you pursue mm -hmm. this, whatever that one thing is. So I, you know, once I get to the point that I've identified 
that one thing, that year of Jubilee, I begin to think about all of the things that are going to come up that are going to challenge my staying true to that year of Jubilee. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, one thing one year had to do with my health. So it was a really challenging one. It was after 10 years of failing, you know, at that. And I had to think through in great detail all of the loopholes that were going to come up, that were going to work as hard as they could to sabotage Mm -hmm. that one thing and identify them and figure out how I was going to address those loopholes. Your workaround. Well, and the loopholes will probably not be hard to imagine because most of us are picking one thing that we've already been unsuccessful with for a long time. So we know all the trip points. Yeah, exactly. But you face them, you write them down and you get them out there. Yeah, Yeah. you get them out there and this is what I'm going to do. Now, you also in, involve another person, too. Yeah, sometimes I do, sometimes I it's don't. don't. De- yeah, I remember de- your Diet Coke one. You didn't want to tell anyone about that one. Yeah, exactly. And that yeah. was, yeah, I mean, that's kind of an example. That's, yeah, that was a, something that I did without. But I think for a lot of people, telling someone and broadcasting, you know, what you are is a way of locking your commitment level in yeah. to it. You know, people know whether that's, important or necessary for them, for themselves. I think one of the ways of identifying whether your one thing is a worthy one thing Mm. is to try to imagine the end of the year and say, if I did this one thing successfully throughout the whole year, what's the end result going to be? Mm Mm-hmm. And the one thing should be significant enough that when you look at it, you say, you know what, if I do this at the end of the year, I can't see any way that I won't be a totally different person. Mm -hmm. I'll be a new person. Something significant will have happened if I accomplish this one thing. And when you get that, when you get that sense of yes, Mm -hmm. now you know you've got something really good. Yeah. And I mean, this takes time. I, I really feel like I need to go on a retreat because I've got to do the life 360, then the dreaming 360, <laughs> and then this final step, which we're coming up on. I'm a little late, you know, if you started in August, but I, I feel like I could catch up. Yeah. Um, it doesn't come out of the blue, like this, what's my one thing? You're locating it in the context of your big dreaming 360 goals. Exactly. You're doing it in the context of, okay, I, I've spent a good while being honest about where I am now. Yeah. You know, the good, bad, and the ugly of it. So I've been doing some really important reflection there. And I've been doing some really important reflection about what really matters most deeply to me. Yeah. Who's the person I want to become? What do I want to have done in my life? So you've got kind of a, an array of data points. Mm-hmm. right there that say, okay, now one really meaningful step that's going to move me in that direction is X. Mm-hmm. So I think that's just a, a great way of, of looking at it. And don't worry about it. I mean, to some degree, hold it lightly. If you don't get it perfectly, it's okay. Yeah, You know, it can be good. Mm-hmm. And really for all intents and purposes, if you change it in February, that wouldn't be the end of the world. If you say, Mm -hmm. I picked the wrong thing, 
you're still doing something to move forward. Yeah. The key is, I think you don't want to pick something and then just give up on it. Right. And just run the towel. That just reinforces the sort of lack of change. Yeah. In 2021, when I had the goal, do less, go deeper. And I got halfway through the year and I was failing at it. The thing that I did in sitting down was I said, am I still convinced this was the right goal? So did I make a mistake Mm -hmm. with my one thing? That was the first thing I wanted to say, because if I made a mistake, just own up to it and get on with life. Mm -hmm. But when I looked at it, I went, no, I don't think I made a mistake. This is showing every bit as much this year to be important. So I've got to ask the question, why am I failing when I've said this is my one thing to move Mm -hmm. forward? So it caused me to reflect more deeply about it and therefore the year of Jubilee. Yeah. So, you know, but if you come up with a one thing and you look at it a month or two and say, you know, gosh, this this isn't worth my time. This is not a big deal. Yeah. I want to start over. Big deal. Mm -hmm. It's our lives. This is just a way of moving forward. We should be able to enter into it kind of with some fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking like, I, I really love this exercise, especially if I was picking something that felt fun that I'm getting to like put forward as something I'm going to focus on. I think it would be hard to do if it was something like, okay, I've got to like pay off credit card debt, you know? And so I'm wondering if you have to pick something that feels not fun. Like you said, you, one of yours was experiences. Well, that may have yeah. been a change for you, but that was kind of a fun thing to do. And it had this built in reward. So what if the things that we, the one thing is like lose 20 pounds or, you know, save more money. And how do you go about sticking to something that isn't very fun? Do you build in rewards or what do you? Sure. So, so let me throw in a, a couple of caveats with this one. You may come up with some, you know, one thing that isn't that much fun. I think your first effort would be, is there a way that I can make this fun? Yeah. Can I gamify this with a friend Yeah. such that we can find some way to make it fun? If it's so hard that it's not fun and you're going to do something that's miserable, have you really identified the right one thing? Right. Is that going to be something that's moving you forward if it's that unpleasant? Yeah. You know, for an entire year. So, you know, those are some questions. The other caveat I would say is that while I absolutely believe in the one thing, I will generally have two or three other things, which I kind of call my second things. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll allow it. How's that for a gimmick? I'll allow it. (laughs) How's that for a gimmick? But there are things that I know are actually really Uh, but I'm giving myself the room to say they're really important, but they're not my one thing. Yeah. It's like, if you fail at them over the course of a year, you're going to fail. But if you got your one thing, right. You'll feel good about it. Yeah. But the reality is if I only have two or three things, I can give focus, particularly if they're in different areas, Yeah, I can give some focus to two or three different things, but I still want to identify what the one thing is. Yeah. So, you know, because I do this, you know, with your husband, Steve, you know, m- my one thing related to health 
that year was clean the temple and keep it clean. And that had to do with, you know, with my body. It actually wasn't my one thing. It was the second thing. Okay. But it was clear enough that it was something that was important to me that year that it got done too. Yeah. And it was a game changer in and of itself, but it wasn't my one one thing thing. that year. So it may be if you have something that's like really unpleasant that you ought to uh, afford yourself a one, a second thing that you can have a lot of fun with. Yeah, I can see that. But it's still, you pay attention to you one thing. Yeah. Well, that's really helpful. I like the series and I think it's a really timely thing when these come out for us to begin thinking about it. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So encourage people, go through, do a little bit of reflection, take a look at your life 360. What do you see? What do you hear from that? Take a look at your dreaming 360. What do you see? What do you hear from that? And does that tend to, do you hear a whisper in a sense coming Mm -hmm. from that about something that you could do, that you could commit to in a significant way that will move this next year forward and go for it. Tell a friend, tell your spouse, you know, go for it and just take the chance of committing to something and doing it. And I'm convinced I've seen it make a huge difference in my life. And I've seen this kind of thing make a huge difference in other people's lives. So I want to encourage you to be fearless and bold and to try and figure out your one thing. That's great. Thank you. Thanks so much.